Hello and welcome to Hot Air Diviners, an enchanting podcast where casual conversation blends into cosmic wisdom. Join me, Natasha, your dedicated card slinger, and me, Lauren, the cosmic queen of chaos, on a long-winded journey, where we'll be exploring the intersection of tarot, astrology, and beyond. Welcome to another episode of Hot Air Diviners. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Natasha. How are you? Much better today. <laughs> Feeling like I might be able to make sentences out loud. So Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> we are very hopeful. So. Well, today we're talking about the sun in Leo. We have been talking about you know the new moons and the full moons as they go through the sun. And it just felt right if we were going to talk about uh, the sun and the sign, it would be its home sign of Leo. The sun moved into Leo on 7:22 at 9:50 p.m., and the sun will be moving through its home sign until August 23rd, when it will then ingress into the sign of Virgo. Woohoo! Yeah, we uh we would have loved to have gotten the sun in Leo episode out sooner, but you know. I'm a hot mess, so we didn't get it recorded fast enough. Yeah, and if but you hey. listen to our last episode, you know, we've, we've both been on the struggle bus a little bit. <laughs> this yeah, but it's all right. Leo season's not over yet, and even when it is over, well, it's it's still hot as hell this summer, so yeah. you get to enjoy the sun no yeah. matter what. <laughs> so basically just, I guess, the sun, the archetype of the sun and what the sun represents in astrology in the natal chart and transits just in general. The sun represents the ego, the soul, and the pure expression of who we are at our very core. It's kind of like the lens in which we perceive the world and express ourselves within it. And the sun is also our vitality as well. So when I say the sun is the lens in which we see the world through, based on, like basically your sun sign and the sign that your sun is in is kind of the lens that you, through which you view the world and express yourself. Does that make, does that make sense to you, Natasha? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think I do have like one question though, just right here at, at the tippy top, I guess. And I don't know if anyone else struggles with this distinction or if it's just like a me thing, but I hear a lot of people refer to your rising sign also as kind of like the way you present yourself to the world. And I guess what would you say is what really separates like your experience of your sun sign versus your rising sign? Because sometimes it seems like the, the definitions can overlap a lot, at least when people are trying to like provide mm -hmm. clean, simple ones, you know? Mm -hmm. I think they are very similar, but the sun, like I said, is more the ego expression where the rising sign is more of your personality expression if that makes sense almost i think a lot of people would probably have a hard time separating those two things yeah i was trying maybe. to think of an example of like what that what that would be like so think of it like the sun is who you are at your very core but the rising is maybe more like your career or how it is a part of you and it does describe you and it's you know like your career and what you do um, is something that can be very closely linked to your personal identity. 
but it doesn't make up the whole of you, you know, the core, the soul, the ego. Does that make sense? Is that a little bit more clear? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm just like Googling, Googling. Oh my God, maybe I was wrong about the synthesis thing. Um, <laughs> I was just Googling like ego just versus Googling. personality. <laughs> yeah, just Googling. That's probably the more accurate expression <laughs> of what I'm doing most of the time. Just <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's see. Psychologydiscussion.net says... Um, personality is different from the ego or the individual self the word ego may be used for that unified part of one's personality which in ordinary language we call t no one calls it t i've never weird. heard that <laughs> like t like like sipping like, tea or like just... literally just the letter t um warren defined ego as the individual's conception of himself maybe maybe that's like the easier dis uh differences kind of like Ego is the way you view yourself versus personality is like a lot of ways that you express yourself, some of which are subconscious and some of which are very intentional, mm -hmm. I guess. I would think of it as like, okay, if you're asked to write a bio about yourself, your bio is your rising sign, but it's not mm. the whole of you and who you are at your core. Does that make more sense? Yes, that does make more sense. Yeah, I don't know. I hope that makes sense. If you're listening, let us know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do we make sense? If we don't, you know, sorry. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what else yeah. to say. It's like, uh, just keep, keep going. Uh, but yeah, no, right. I think that makes sense to me. All right. So moving on. Uh, <laughs> what themes does Leo... Oh, I'm reading... <laughs> <laughs> reading the outline. I'm reading the outline instead of... <laughs> My notes. <laughs> so the sign Leo is fixed fire. It's obviously a masculine or diurnal sign. And it makes sense that Leo is a fixed sign because the sun itself is the central fixed star in our solar system with all the other planets revolving around the sun. That's where we get a lot of the symbolism for the archetype of Leo. Because it's at the center. It is fixed. Everything rotates around the sun. So the basic like archetypal theme of the sign of Leo is kings and leaders. When the sign is in Leo, it's kind of like the king on its throne. Leos at their core are kind of seen to be a little self-centered. I know that sounds it sounds bad, but just stick with me here. Uh, I'm not saying that all Leos don't care about other people and they only care about themselves, but like what I mean by self-centered is that they see the world as the sun sees the planets from a centered, fixed position. The ego, or our own ego being the center of the self, isn't a bad thing. It's, you know, it's natural. It's self-preservation to have a healthy ego. What I mean is, like, it's not bad to be self-centered. The term itself, you know, to, to call someone self-centered, it sounds bad, but we're all self-centered. It's just part of the human experience, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think, like, the negative connotations of self-centered come from a lot of times when we talk about being self-centered. Like, mm -hmm. we're subconsciously including in that definition that the person is centered on themselves to the exclusion of everyone yeah. else and specifically mm -hmm. like the inconsideration of of other people's um needs and desires yeah 
but like Leo is the the leader um, archetype or king archetype. It's kind of thinking of it as the king looking out for all the people or the subjects and taking everything in from the seat of power that the king is in and making you know the best decisions based off of I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it seems cheesy, but it reminds me of like Spider-Man and like the classic with great power comes that's great responsibility it. kind of mm-hmm. line. Like, yes, that's it. Yeah. That's what I, I actually was thinking about that the other day, but I didn't right when I was thinking about the side of Leo. That exact phrase came up in my mind when I was thinking <laughs> about it because yeah, because Leo tend to hold themselves to a higher standard. The sun can't really hide. I mean, of course, it can go below the horizon at night and, you know, when the sun sets, but when the sun is out during the day, it's visible to all the planets. It's very seen. So it's kind of this responsibility, like you were saying, of being upholding ideals and setting good examples, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It's funny, I always think of, like, specifically thinking of Leo as, like, this archetype of king or a leader. It kind of makes me laugh um, just looking back at how often, like, when we make animated children's movies where it's, like, all mm-hmm. animals are the characters, it's, like, the line is always the king. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, like, a very natural association that we all, most of us have now, like, just through mythology and things. And yeah. I always, my favorite example is I'm thinking of like the animated Disney Robin Hood, where it's like you have the good king and then his shitty brother yeah. <laughs> who wants to be king. Um, yeah. And it's kind mm-hmm. of like very much like here's the good side of Leo and here's what could be the bad side of Leo. Just yeah. contrasted in those two characters. Yeah, because all planets and placements, it's it's a there's a spectrum and there's a shadow side to um every planet i mean the sun can be considered a malefic if you think about um just the nature of the sun itself if you you know fly too close to the sun you <laughs> get burned you know and yeah. it kind of goes back to that um the leos kind of have this i or leos in general typically have some sense of ideal of what is the golden standard that they try to kind of hold themselves to because they feel that visibility of um, people looking to them. They typically, even if they don't want the spotlight on them, somehow seem to end up <laughs> middle of things. Now, like we were saying with the um, more of the shadow expression of the sign than the actual, you know, um, being self-centered in the negative sense and thinking too highly of themselves or feeling the need to be the center of attention all the time uh, that's kind of where the lessons come in for Leo like don't fly too close to the sun or as we say in the south don't don't get too big for your britches (laughs) have you heard that one yeah yeah that one was always one that would come up um for, for me, like my grandmother or mom or older adult figures when I was, you know, a kid, when, you know, you're getting a little cocky about whatever or <laughs> kind of trying to buck some authority and they're like, hey, 
Better not get too big for your britches. Yeah, there's always <laughs> the uh, classic Protestant warning against too much pride, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I mean, it is, it is true. I mean, being proud or prideful of yourself isn't a bad thing, but you know, like I said, everything can be taken to extremes. And I think that, like I was saying, that's sure. one of the lessons for Leos is to stay humble. That's the uh, the goal, right? Yeah. For all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fine fine balance between being yourself and being proud to be who you are, while also mm-hmm. not <laughs> being like I'm the only example of a good person. <laughs> yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I have some Leos in my life, and they're actually pretty close to me. My husband's a Leo. My daughter's <laughs> a Leo rising. So I do have, yeah, I do have some uh, expertise <laughs> <laughs> with the signs. But uh, so, like, I guess we were talking about real life, or we were going to talk about real life examples of people with the sun or rising sign in Leo. And a lot of our presidents in recent history have either Leo, Sun, or Rising. Like all of them, I guess. <laughs> Bush, I think it was the older older Bush, not George W. Mm. I think it was the first first Bush, Clinton, Obama, and Trump. So, and and they're all very different, quite different <laughs> from each other. But you can kind of see the, well, of course you can see the archetype of Leo in, in all of those people, whether it be um, the more high-minded, high, high ideal, golden standard Leo, or the shadow. They're all represented <laughs> there. Yeah, we're giggling. <laughs> we don't really don't want to get into politics, but uh, I think we all know who we're talking about when we're talking about the shadow side of Leo. <laughs> Yeah. If Leo took a big poop, it would be Trump. <laughs> I'll just say it. I don't care. Um, oh. Yeah. yeah, I don't care either. I don't think anybody listening to this podcast is going to be offended by that. And if they are, then... Good riddance. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways... um I don't have any strong placements in Leo myself. Like I said, my husband's a Leo son. My daughter is a Leo rising. Leo, for me, is in my 12th house. So it's not a super accessible part of myself. It's something that is more in my my shadow of having to access that, I guess, Leo-ness. It takes a little bit more work for me. I have Jupiter and Leo in my fifth house. And I don't know a ton about what that means, just that it's there. <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, I like Jupiter and Leo because Jupiter's the, it's the great benefic. And Jupiter kind of represents like our morals and law and spirituality. Just a lot of the, you know, a lot of those type of things. So when you, when you place it in Leo... And the sign of the king, it just speaks to, you know, someone having a high moral code. And I feel like you're a very honest and trustworthy person. And it comes, I think it comes through. I try to be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's, and it's in your fifth house, which is like a real fun placement. It's the joy of Venus, um, the house that represents 
creativity and, you know, fertility, children, all of those things. So it's a, it's a nice place. It's funny that it represents like the fertility and children part because it's definitely a, a thing I've chosen to, to skip. I'm just like filling all of those children slots with uh, too many projects that I can't give all of my <laughs> attention to, I think. But. Yeah. Well, yours is, your, Venus, your Jupiter is retrograde too, right? Oh, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure it is retrograde. <laughs> Where is my chart? Yes, it is. It is retrograde. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that makes yeah, that makes sense. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry. Lost, lost the, the thread a little bit. Cool. So yeah, that's kind of like the big summary for Leo as, I don't know, I mean, mostly we've been discussing it just kind of like as a sun sign. Mm -hmm. Sun is the, or Leo is the ruler of the sun, I guess is how you phrase that. The sun is, or, yeah, the um, sun rules the sign of Leo. So. There we go. All right. Do you want to run through a really quick summary and then we'll jump into the major arcana cards that correspond with leo sure a summary for the sun in leo and just this time you know this basically for just this time of year in general and how to work with the leo energy regardless of where the sun is in your chart so in leo season we're shining a light on the self and the ego and we're thinking about how we're comporting ourselves are we behaving in ways that we would want to be an example to others do we lack confidence do we need to build up our ego or are we getting maybe a little too big for our britches uh leo season <laughs> is a good time to do kind of a check-in and assessment on the ego. Nice. Yeah. Get, get your uh, ego its yearly physical. <laughs> so. What do you think? How's your ego doing, Natasha? I don't know. Every time I, like, jump on to record, I think my ego gets a little bit bruised. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? I have no idea what's going on. Um... All of my smart thoughts just flee my brain as soon as the microphone comes on. It's an unfortunate, yeah. unfortunate thing. Yeah, I feel you there. Being both Mercury ruled, you would think that we would be really, you know, good at communicating. <laughs> but I, I feel like Mercury is also the trickster planet, so it just tricks us into thinking we <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That we can form coherent sentences, because um, we can do it in our heads, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think this is kind of just not my um, most flattering medium for communication. Uh, I definitely feel a little bit more comfortable with writing. There's <laughs> yeah. something about just, like, uh, the audio format that is, like, mm, maybe yeah. not my best best self that folks are getting. But, uh, you know, hoping hoping to work on that. <laughs> Yeah, I think definitely I could use um I could I could do some confidence boosting during this low season as well. But also, you know, don't not remember, you know, in that to not over inflate myself because then we'll come back to record the next episode of the podcast and it will be very disheartening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fine fine line. Mm-hmm. I'll found myself too big for my britches, and I'll just be sitting here pantsless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking Pants like Pants are idiot. overrated anyway. <laughs> they are. <laughs> okay. 
on to the tarot, I guess. Let's see. I would say the the most traditional association, as far as like I don't know, Golden Dawn associations or whatever, is the Strength card, which is the eighth card of the Major Arcana in the Rider Waite Smith version, at least. Um, I think that is actually switched in some of the other decks, but for the system I'm most familiar with, eight is strength, and it's a picture of a lady holding open the mouth of a lion, which, you know, bold move, uh, don't suggest trying that at home, <laughs> but it's also, we're going to talk about the sun a lot too, just for funsies, because I want to, and because I feel like that makes sense, especially mm, yeah. like in talking about the these sun. cards with Leo and <laughs> astrology and the sun and all of that. Um, so that's where I'm actually going to start. Have you seen the um, strength card meme where it's the lady, you know, like you were describing, <laughs> holding the, the lion's mouth open? It's like me trying to give my cat a pill. <laughs> Yeah, or the ones where it's like me trying to like pull something out of my pet's mouth that it shouldn't have eaten. Yeah, I'm like yeah, all the time. It's like she looks so chill when she does it though, because I don't know. It's it's definitely a little bit more chaotic when it happens in my house. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, same. Yeah, the strength card lends itself uh, to memes a lot better than many of the other tarot cards <laughs> for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do not have the strength to, like, stick my hand in my cat's mouth, because I just know that I'll come back out with a bloody nub of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our dogs are, are kind of dumb, so it's a little bit easier, but... Yeah, I have a cat that yeah. has it has to have eye drops sometimes, because he gets oh. like, this inflammation in his eyes, and he's had some allergies, and he, he hates eye drops. And so that's exactly what I look like trying to give him eye drops. Um. <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't like eye drops either. And now I also need them a lot more. <laughs> so, what a shame. Anyways, that's just me taking us off topic as usual. What were you going to say? Uh, the sun. We're going to talk about the sun first. Yeah, so it's one of those it has a horse on it and obviously the sun in the background is a big feature of the car there are some sunflowers and then there's a naked baby on the horse in the picture why is it naked i don't know i don't like it but <laughs> it's well, there <laughs> it just babies just tend to be naked they don't typically like clothes so. yeah i guess yeah. that's true I always, yeah, I don't know. I always said like I see friend like before I had a child, I would see friends on social media, you know, and they post the pictures of their, you know, young children, not like you know, three and under, running around with just a diaper on, or you know, somebody being out <laughs> with a child and them just having a diaper on. And I was like, like, why is your kid not wearing clothes? It's like two in the afternoon. That's not gonna be me. And then you have a child, and then you realize how hard it is to keep clothes on them. <laughs> Mine is nine, and she still prefers to run around in just her underwear. Uh, so, I mean, it makes the naked the naked child part like that's just <laughs> just how children it's, are. It's just natural, yeah, yeah. I mean, wearing I think wearing clothes actually just goes against. I'm not like a nudist or anything, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean to be fair, like it's everyone really wants to just natural. come home and be be naked. I think I don't know. There's just 
maybe it's just my like discomfort around children in general um but <laughs> i'm like why 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 is there a naked baby on here it's kind of it's kind of one of those things where i'm also it's just like why is the empress always got to be pregnant and it's like mm-hmm. this is not a, a relatable card uh yeah that makes sense and that way all the time yeah um, and it's always good to ask why yeah and i think like maybe in a more traditional way like they're trying to get at a childlike joy and wonder mm-hmm. at experiencing the world and that's probably like why the naked baby is there that's just kind of like a random tangent rant i'm i don't know i'm with uh esther on this one from wildly tarot they've they've talked about the naked baby on the sun card <laughs> a fair <laughs> bit on on that show and i'm like yes esther i agree with you it's kind of weird it makes me uncomfortable every time but <laughs> not the main point <laughs> just just a side rant yeah traditionally the sun card is given this really i think kind of boring (laughs) interpretation of just like everything's good folks uh holy jesus christ sorry weird notifications on my computer and it just like exploded my eardrums but (laughs) the sun yeah it's usually just like good things are coming life is great general success and positivity which I mean, hey, yeah, it's awesome when life is good. Don't want to take that away from anybody, but I also feel like it's a pretty one-sided, shallow way to like look at the card. And if you only give it that association, there are gonna be situations where you draw the card and it's not gonna make sense in your reading. And I feel like there's gotta be be a little more to it than that because, like, what if you're doing a spread where it's like what is the root of my problem or what is something I should leave behind this month? And you draw the sun. It's like, I don't, I don't think the answer is ever like throw out all the good things in your life. You know what I mean? Uh So what I really want to do is add a little bit more nuance to how we, we talk about the sun and then eventually get, get into some of that Leo territory. I think I know why the baby's naked now. He got too, (laughs) he got too big for his britches. (laughs) <laughs> i could see lauren holding on to that uh the entire time i was talking y'all um, i was listening no i it came to me why you were talking and you were talking about well, what if you pull the card and it doesn't fit all of that and i'm like well maybe the card is trying to tell you that you've gotten too big for your britches and you need to like step back and, and check your ego maybe maybe that's why the baby doesn't have any any clothes on that's funny. And it's honestly not a terrible interpretation because also children are outgrowing clothes all of the time. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. So if you draw the sun card and it makes sense to just interpret it as like a positive thing, woo great. Uh, I think it could also like show up as a reminder to maybe look for the positive things in your life if you're having a hard time. Yeah, just kind of as like a reminder to be grateful for what we do have. But also like the the keyword that comes to mind the most for me i think is illuminate because that's what the sun does it's a huge bright inescapable unavoidable light in the sky and (laughs) yep um and the nature of that is that sometimes it's going to illuminate things that maybe you don't like (laughs) um Uh and that's an option so I think I, I like to think of it in contrast to the moon specifically, because the moon 
like the moon card in tarot yeah and think of the way that like the moon also shines light but it's a lot less light it's a lot more variable and i just think of the way like when the moon shines light it does so in a way that can be confusing and cast uncertainty like if you've ever seen things by moonlight and how it can just create weird shadows that make things seem not quite as they are versus the sun which is lighting things up so that you can see a thing exactly for what it is because the light is so bright and also that inevitability of it like if you're standing outside in the middle of the day in the summer even if you close your eyes like you can you can feel the sun and you can tell where it's at and you can even sense it through your eyelids <laughs> that's how yeah. bright the sun is <laughs> so it's just like there's this unavoidability to it I feel like and so if you you've got the sun card in kind of like an odd position in your spread or something I think it could be asking you to maybe look at what's being exposed in your life particularly if it's something you've been trying to avoid dealing with and it's saying like hey gonna have to get some clarity around this that or or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah I also think of it as just this idea of exposure and overexposure because we need the sun obviously to make everything on earth work you know to grow plants and all of that stuff and I'm sure many of us have wonderful summer memories you know you go to the beach play outside it's fantastic but also if you spend too long outside in the sun it will burn you really bad yeah (laughs) exposure also yeah (laughs) yeah especially some people that uh yeah immediately turn red and can't get a tan at all yeah i feel i feel bad for those folks um i i usually just get very brown thankfully but yeah i tan pretty red yeah (laughs) take care don't forget your sunscreen um especially this year but yeah that idea of of exposure is there something that maybe you're not getting enough of or you're getting too much of mm-hmm. either way and is there a way that you can balance that out or or protect yourself if needed and as far as like the archetype of leo like we've talked about how in astrology it is the sun but also very good at being the center of attention like the sun shining in a way i think the sun card can also ask you it's like hey if you're trying to embody the archetype of the sun you know is there somewhere in your life that maybe you should be standing out more you should be trying to shine brighter mm-hmm. have you been attempting to hide some part of yourself away some part of yourself that is just like really integral to the core of who who you see yourself as but i think there's also an opportunity too to ask do i need to be shining brighter or is this an opportunity for me to shine the spotlight on someone else because i feel like that's something i've heard some folks mention in regards to leo is that they're not good at they're not just good at being the center of attention one of their strengths is also lifting other people up into the spotlight and like helping to like shine that spotlight on other folks and highlight the things that their their friends and loved ones are are good at or um yeah helping to celebrate them in that same way mm-hmm. and so there's also a question you can ask with the sun thoughts i feel like i've heard my voice for a really long time <laughs> that's how i feel after i've been talking so yeah 
I like what you were saying about the um, sun and the moon as far as the tarot cards. I mean, it very closely correlates to the archetypes of the sun and the moon in astrology. With the moon not having any of its own light, it actually is reflecting the light of the sun, which isn't news to anybody. I would hope not, anyways. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it just it makes sense when you're talking about how the sun illuminates and shines spotlights on things. I have nothing constructive to add. I'm trying to think <laughs> of something, but in the process, I'm just rambling. Oh, all right. Maybe we should just shine the spotlight on you. <laughs> you're doing a great job today, Natasha. Oh, I thank you. Thank you so much, Lauren. <laughs> um yeah, no, it's always good to get confirmation that, like, all of the words spilling out of my mouth are also making sense, too. So, that's reassuring. Yeah, because I really don't have anything else to add. Like, as I was, as you were talking, I was thinking, thinking of something and then go on to say that. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I did write almost a thousand words about just the sun the other day. <laughs> so. And we started to talk about the strength card a minute ago, and then I took us off on a tangent about doing my cat's eye drops. Um, but we never talked about the strength card so I guess we should yeah yeah let's come back to strength because that is really like I guess and most folks mind the more classical card associated with Leo and I feel like it's mostly just because there's literally a line on the card but there are certainly some connections that I think are worth making and make sense I kind of love strength because it is one of the most straightforward major arcana cards When you see strength, you don't have to think very abstractly about it necessarily, unless you just want to. It's like, it is, it is strength. You pull it for a situation. It's like, I need to be strong to get through this. Like we all know what strength is. It's, it's a, at least in a, in a very basic sense, like it's a pretty straightforward concept. I think like more the nuance of the strength card comes from how individually we view the idea of strength. And I think of it as like kind of like loud strength versus quiet strength. Like sometimes some folks will definitely think of strength as being like the literal physically strongest person in the room, Mm -hmm. the loudest person in the room, the one who is most able to like force what they want, which I don't know. I suppose there are times where like that kind of what's the word I'm looking for, that kind of demanding presence is maybe useful or, or perhaps required. But I think we're also like as a society some of us at least, are going through a moment where we're really recognizing the value of quiet strength, which I think of as the willingness to be vulnerable and recognizing that as a strength. Yeah. Particularly like with this card, like something that people point out a lot is that like it doesn't look like she's really forcing the lion. There's a certain amount of like trust there, like she's putting her hand in its mouth to open it and and the trust goes both ways like the lion is letting her and she is trusting that the lion won't chomp her her hands off which obviously in real life don't put your hands in the lion's mouth but (laughs) you know for the sake of beautiful metaphor and whatnot I think it's really lovely and there's something about being vulnerable with someone and trusting that they won't lash out and hurt you but also recognizing that if they do you have the strength to recover from that. And I think that's really like a big part of what like quiet, quiet strength is about. And as far as and as far as like Leo goes, I think when we talk about this idea of being willing to be the center of attention, strength comes in and asks what 
what kind of strength you want to put on display? Do you want or need to be the loud, boisterous, kind of like bully strength kind of person? Or can you lead instead, by example, with compassion and quiet strength and yeah. trust? I think it has the strength part has a lot to do with the mastery of the ego and how that ties into to strength because a lot of people like you were saying, think of strength as a physical strength or an outward showing of strength, which can a lot, a lot of times can be shown in kind of like a bravado or cockiness yeah. that some people try to portray in order to look strong, but then that's not actually what the card itself is saying. Yeah, it's like, do you wear your strength like a coat on the outside as a show or a performance piece or do you actually carry strength and resilience within yourself and how do you use that strength is it just for yourself are you using it to protect others who are more vulnerable than you can you hear my can you hear my dog barking i can <laughs> gps is here delivering uh light bulbs so nice gotta I'll keep just... the lights on in case the sun goes out <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's really <laughs> great timing <laughs> we're talking about leo and my light bulbs are being delivered <laughs> nice. <laughs> one last note on on strength i think before I, I before i lose it from my train of thought i think there's also a certain strength required when we talk about self-restraint, mm -hmm. and I think it's something that maybe makes sense with Leo as well, because as an archetype, that natural inclination to want to be the center of attention or to um, take charge of the spotlight, strength is something like an inner strength that's required in order to practice self-restraint and allow other people to share the spotlight with you or to like shine that spotlight on other folks when it is appropriate and necessary to avoid kind of that the obnoxious side of of leo taking over <laughs> yourself yeah. and your personality yeah because leos are like i said leos are awesome my daughter's a leo such a bright light always has been <laughs> my introverted self with a leo daughter it's it's definitely been a challenge for me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i can yeah, it can be a challenge. I'm also like a really introverted person. I think there's something like we've talked a lot about Leo has to be careful not to, to steal too much of the spotlight or to be the center of attention all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there's also something to be said. It's like we, we need like we have these these polar opposites like in personalities and, mm -hmm. and people and and whatnot. And sometimes taking the spotlight is not necessarily a negative thing no. you're you know you're doing your introverted friends a favor by like taking yeah. the spotlight off of them like people who don't want to be in the spotlight so i just want to make sure we like mention uh you know wrap in some of those like positive things and how it's not yeah i don't want to like paint it as like leo is always a self-serving archetype like sometimes sometimes your quiet introverted friends are very grateful for their extroverted fiery friends to to take some of that spotlight off of mm -hmm. them so that yeah. they can move through the background as they prefer to do so yeah it goes both ways 
yeah, like I, what I was saying with my daughter being a Leo, um, you know, the struggle for me is basically being the introvert and her being very extrovert is, you know, when we go out somewhere, I'm like, oh, God, I hope I don't see anybody that I know. <laughs> and it doesn't, for her, it doesn't matter if she sees somebody she knows or not. She's going to know somebody by the time we finish whatever we were doing. Right. <laughs> Making um, friends with strangers. So we when we go out places, uh, you know, there'll just be like some lady walk by and she'll be like, hey, and say my daughter's name. And I'm like, who is, who is that? And she's like, oh, that's so-and-so. And I'm like, how do you know people that I don't know? You're nine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. And I'm sure it's like the challenge there is, it's not that there's, there's a problem with her personality anyway. No, it's just that like you as a great. parent are trying to like love and, and support her in, in uh-huh. every way that she like needs and wants and desires. But those, when those ways are like the opposite of what you want for yourself, yeah, they don't, like, it can they be don't challenging. Mm-hmm. It's not intuitive. It's like, Oh, she, she wants to go out and, and be among the people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's a struggle. So, cause it's not, it's, it doesn't come naturally for me. So it's been really um, an interesting adjustment. And I think, I think it was something it was it was needed, you know. It was something I, of course, it's all about balance, regardless of you know what you're talking about. Too much of one thing is never good. So, uh, yeah. yeah, she strikes <laughs> a really good balance for me, even if it isn't always <laughs> ideal. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I said, I love my Leos. I wouldn't wouldn't trade them for anything. I think they're wonderful. Yeah, we need them. It takes it takes all kinds, truly, truly. Mm-hmm. So. Sure does. So what's next? What are we doing now, Natasha? <laughs> <laughs> I think the last thing is a little tarot spread, and yeah, I came up with two. I, I mean, you could do them both together if you want, but I kept them really simple this time, and so i pulled out the sun and i would just place this at the top of the spread as kind of like an anchor card because it's it's what we're focusing the spread around and it's simple just two cards two questions when do i need to let myself shine brighter and when do i need to share the spotlight or shine it on others and i'll make graphics for these of course they'll be down in the show notes and on instagram but yeah i I like having the anchor card for the um for the sun spread itself. yeah because it makes sense as the sun is the anchor of our solar system yeah i like it plus it's like the that card and the archetype is what has inspired the spread so i feel like it's just weird if you then shuffle the cards and then pull the sun out <laughs> it makes more sense to just kind of have it up there and uh-huh. showing you it's like hey this is the heart of what what we're trying to get at and because we have two cards that we kind of associate with Leo. I did a, another short, just two question spread for the strength card as well. So you can pull that out and set it at the top of your spread just as an anchor card. And then the questions, um, or rather more statements for this one, are a strength I already possess. Because we all have things that um, I think we're good at or naturally inclined to be good at. And then a strength I need to build. So yeah. Like there it. they are. Nice, short little spreads. I'm intrigued, um, so I am pulling my cards out just because <laughs> I want to know. Are you going to pull some cards for this one? or? Let's see. I do have a deck here. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a strength card. That's the one I'm going to... Okay, I'll do the fun one. That's interesting. <laughs> hmm? I said, that's interesting. Like, go, go ahead. <laughs> What'd you get? Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the sun, as an anchor, when do I need to let myself shine brighter? I drew the king of wands. And when do I need to share the spotlight or shine it on others? I drew the two of swords. Two of swords. And what was the first one again? King of wands. Interesting. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like the king of wands is very much like a card that already, that is about shining kind of bright. Oh, is that also what you drew? It's one of the, yeah, I drew the king of <laughs> wands for, uh, yeah, for my second, for the second. That's so funny. So basically, we <laughs> uh, both of our spreads are saying, hey, just fucking do, do the thing. Because I feel like King of Wands is talking about like a very creative project, one in which you're maybe putting yourself out there in a visible way and taking a bit of a leadership role. And it's funny because I feel like we spent a fair part of the first part of like throughout this episode saying how we're always kind of confused and a bit of a mess um, and nervous when we get on to record. And I feel like both of us just pulled cards that said, shut up and stop worrying about it so much and just do the thing. <laughs> And, like, you know, yeah. respect that we kind of know some of, of what we're talking about. Yeah. So that really makes me laugh. Cards are vibing today. It's sassy. It's sassy. <laughs> it's sassy. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, girl, you already know the answers. Why are you asking me questions? That yeah. kind of deck. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. So what do you think about the two of swords? This one definitely feels a little less straightforward. When do I need to share the spotlight or shine it on others? Because the two of swords is the blindfolded person holding up two swords, kind of like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, like, a lot of times gets interpreted as kind of like a decision to make. Um, I really like the way that Lindsay Mack talks about it on Tarot for the Wilds, Wild Soul, where she talks about it as a card about boundaries. Um. And in this particular case, like, when do I need to share the spotlight or shine it on others? I think it's maybe a good reminder that there are things I'm not qualified to talk about or not informed enough, really, to be positioning myself as someone with, like, an authoritative opinion on things. And it is perfectly appropriate and well to like let others speak on that kind of stuff as kind of like a generic example i would say um like a lot of times when people talk about like closed practices in witchcraft it's like if you're not part of that closed practice then you should really be spotlighting other folks and letting them speak on those kinds of things yeah you know what i mean it's just yeah. kind of like a but i don't a generic I don't example like, i don't feel like you've ever um came off as, as like trying to be an expert on on any topic not saying that you don't know a lot because you do um, <laughs> but yeah we're not yeah. experts surprise yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I, yeah so I mean I don't know more specifically I guess like just doing doing this podcast I think it's mm -hmm. uh it's like hey 
you're you're the astrology expert in this duo um <laughs> or at least the the more informed one you know for sure regarding those topics um and i i spend more i have more experience with the tarot for sure and it's yeah i don't know as far as like sharing the spotlight like it makes sense um to like split it that way and yeah so, we should switch one day, let you do the astrology and I'll do the tarot. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Give me like six months and I feel like I'll be much better prepared. Uh, um. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, You'll think you're going to have a panic attack for a second. Yeah. I'm like, ah, no. I have no idea what's going on. Boundaries, boundaries. Oh. Um, what did you draw for a strength that you need to build? For the strength that's the anchor, a strength already possessed, I drew judgment, which I thought was really funny being in Virgo rising, because this deck, like I said, it's it's oh, sass, yeah. it's kind of sassy. <laughs> and so that was judgment. I was like, automatically connection with, like, Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, you know, Virgo does get the, I guess, the, what am I looking for? Damn words today. Uh, Virgo gets the reputation for being, you know, super judgmental, um, or critical, but I think it's more a decisiveness in Virgo, um, because that part of my personality is, even though it's my rising sign, it doesn't come off quite as much, but I do have it. It's more internal for me. Just the break, the way I break down break things down in my head and analyze them I feel like d is helpful for me especially when it comes to topics like tarot and astrology and being able to kind of sort through all the all the stars I guess you would say yeah and uh, I guess trusting the judgment when it comes to those things because a lot of times I think I compare myself to other astrologers for example um we did the venus retrograde episodes a couple weeks ago and they came out what last week yeah i think so yeah they came out last week so this week i'm uh, seeing a lot of other astrologers with podcasts or uh, social media platforms and talking about the venus retrogrades and i was kind of like what if i got it all wrong and <laughs> it's out there now um, but it was really interesting for me to see that you know the things that I was saying were not exactly what everybody else was saying because of course I'm my own person with my own thoughts but that it all sunk up pretty well with the themes of the retrograde and um, you know I felt pretty good about that so it, it helped me trust my judgment a little bit more and trust myself a little bit more with that does that make sense <laughs> with the judgment yeah. part <laughs> i think so i can't get to anything um without getting going into too much detail so there it is <laughs> yeah no that's great that makes that makes perfect sense so, yeah yeah a strength already possessed is uh good judgment apparently i could just yeah said that. i could just said that <laughs> hey, i mean sometimes sometimes simple and straightforward is the way to go and that reminds me like last thing i didn't mention about the sun 
is I sometimes like to take the fun card as literally as possible as like the actual fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if I draw it particularly like in a spread that has a question, it's like, oh, something I need more of or something I should focus on. And I draw something like the sun. To me, it is usually a a direct reminder to like take my ass outside (laughs) and do something outdoors because I know that like it's good for my mental health and I feel better if I'm like exercising and spending time in in nature so anytime I like pull the sun in Mm -hmm. a spread position like that for me personally I know that it is like a reminder to go experience the literal sun um especially if I know that I've been neglecting it yeah Mm -hmm. it's like I will feel better if I go play outside (laughs) (laughs) um and sometimes yeah it you know take the card as literal as you want if it makes sense for you I love that. The sun card actually reminds me of when I was a a child. I remember, and I was probably under three or four, but I got into this habit where I would just run wet naked from the bathtub out back door and just like <laughs> just I like my dog <laughs> just run through the yard. And my mom has uh, some pictures of me just like shrieking just through the backyard because I when I I don't know why I did it for the first time but I remember doing it for the first thing and thinking like this is the best thing ever (laughs) so I got into a really bad habit of that that (laughs) you should bring it back (laughs) Um, I can imagine my husband just see me like streaking through the living room out the front door (laughs) yeah life life comes full circle Um, yeah, my, my hope, my bucket list dream is to like one day live somewhere on a tiny little piece of property where I have no neighbors and surrounded by woods or something. I can just streak yeah. naked through, through the yard and it, be like, yes, this is okay. No one's going to call great. the cops. <laughs> <laughs> but not during mosquito season. So, you know. No. no, as long as you do it while the sun's out during the day, you shouldn't have a mosquito problem. Yeah. Okay. Or if Sun's... I move fast enough. It'll have to be a brief, brief yeah. sprint. <laughs> <laughs> Sun's out, fun's out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, I think that's that's a wrap on our episode. Go get naked in the sun when you have a chance. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Take care and we'll talk to you next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Hot Air Diviners. If you enjoy this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you could rate and review the show wherever you listen. By leaving a review, you not only show support for the show, but you also help others discover the podcast. If you're interested in more Hot Air Diviners content, you can find us on Instagram and Substack as Hot Air Diviners. If you have a comment or a question you'd like us to answer on the show, you can email us at hotairdiviners at gmail.com. If you want more straight up astrology content, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Firemood Astrology or book a reading with me through the link in the show notes. And if you're interested in more tarot, plus whatever else might spark my curiosity, you can find me, Natasha, on Substack and Instagram as The Present Pursuit. Thanks for being here and see you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye.